Hey guys, my name is Maggie Rose, and not only am I the co-founder and president of Reborn, but also one of your hosts today on this podcast. And my name is Teddy Raymond, and I am the marketing director of Reborn. So Teddy, tell me this, how was your week? Boring. <laughs> Boring? Yeah, I, I have not been feeling too great. It's not the Rona, don't get scared. Um, but I've mostly just been sleeping, so nothing too exciting on my end. Well, I'm sorry you're feeling yucky. You are a champ for being on today. So. I'm trying my best. I'm like, we're, this is, I was like, we just have to put in effort for, you know, however long this takes to record and then I can crash. So I, I'm like, I'm trying. I can do it. Oh my God. She's in survival mode. I can do Lying it. with an injury. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. We're ready. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. And one of them is our new podcast logo. Woo. Yes, it's up. It looks really, Finally. really good. Teddy, what's it's your opinion amazing. on it? I don't think we asked you yet. No, I think it's cute. Maggie sent me it the other night, and I was like, oh, cute, because nice. it does look nice, and I think it's simple enough, and, you know, it's just, it's cute. It has a good vibe. Literally, when we first talked about it, I w- that was in my head, and then you sent it over to me, and I'm like, that's it. There it is. Good. So I'm very Yay. happy. Oh, it looks so good. <laughs> it looks like Teddy and I are just laughing at each other. We're having exactly. a great time. So, other things on topic today... Uh-huh. I'm sure you guys, you may have heard this. I feel like it's becoming more mainstream news at the moment. But so people in the medical field are saying that, you know, the virus could be a constant threat for some time. They're saying, you know, I've heard anything from like six months to a year to like two years. It's always I'm hearing be a ton time. of different timelines. I don't know who to believe anymore, to be quite right. Honest. I'm like, I don't think we know enough in general to really gauge what's happening, but I just, I find that a little weird that it's always going to be like lurking in the shadows until we really get a, a real vaccine. <laughs> um, thank you for terrifying me. You're welcome. So first <laughs> off, I'm letting everybody know right now I'm buying a secret private island. Everybody can go live on it. Has no coronavirus. It's a very That's happy perfect. place. <laughs> I'm sure a ton of celebrities who have millions and millions of dollars have already invested in this and we just don't know about it i thought there was a celebrity that was spending his time or her time. i heard it was cristiano ronaldo the yeah, soccer player mm-hmm. but i don't know if that was true i heard it wasn't true but i feel like leonardo dicaprio did that and he's just not telling anyone there's probably think someone that's something he would do that. yeah, yeah. You don't hear too much from leo in general so exactly. it wouldn't surprise me well no no but no um i just you know what do you what do you think about that that's gonna be this issue for you know however long it may take to get something in the works i think you got to think about it this way if the timeline isn't clear and people are making it like are thinking it's going to be extended longer and longer i think you should like times that by two because honestly like i don't think you should count on anything you know being fixed much earlier i mean i want i want to be positive about it but and i don't even want to think about it maggie's already wincing at me but it's just i don't know i don't even know what to think anymore we can't guys we can't i think we're all in the same boat rowing to my secret island um (laughs) we cannot this can't continue longer this is just obviously these are my feelings this is an actual fact so i want to make that clear but when it comes down to it it is and i think everybody is on the same board you know for the most part which is that if this continues longer more businesses are going to close down more organizations are going to stop working. We are literally basically going to have nothing to come back to. 
I actually, for all of you guys listening right now, I actually just had a wonderful two-hour conversation with our Wi-Fi company who has been charging us every month that we have not even been using their Wi-Fi. So, you know, people are going to come back and they're going to have all additional stress from the bills that they're trying to make up for and trying to make new partnerships. And I think that there's an opportunity of growth there, you know, new partnerships, mergers, the ability to work together. This, if this lasts longer the way that it is now, then there is going to be absolutely nothing that we can do. And that, that's my personal fear. So I'm, I'm definitely afraid of it. I know for us as an organization, it's different because we're in mental health. So we're right there as a big need, you know, for a lot of people, they need services, they need therapy, they need people to talk to, they need these things to do, they need outlets. We now have Reborn TV. So we have things for people to watch. We're trying to do what we can. And it's a great opportunity for us in the growth department. But already talking about transitioning back, it's a brand new way to transition back. It's a brand new way to go day to day in the office. You know, instead of seeing everybody's wonderful face, I'm going to be looking at masks for a couple weeks at the least. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, definitely nervous. I really hope that that's not the case. I actually heard some good news for anybody who wants to listen. I don't remember who told it to me, but somebody told me yesterday that the good news is that apparently uh, the vaccine was just tested on 98 people and 100% of the 98 people uh, it was successful on. Now that is what I was told. Again, this is not fact checked, but that is what I was told. And that gives me a lot of hope. So today's topic is actually mental health and college students. So uh, I want to talk about a couple things here. First off, we're going to talk about virtual graduations. We're going to talk about the economy and job searching for postgrads, current college students and plan for the next school year, first year college students, uh, and how they may not be able to attend classes on campus. Now, do not jump off this podcast just because all those things stressed you out. I get it. But Let's talk about virtual graduations. Teddy actually just graduated. So Teddy, why don't you share about your experience with graduation, your wonderful pictures on the outside. Yeah, I I live at home with my parents, for those who don't know, and I forced them to go outside and take pictures of me in my cap and gown. So they were uh, were like, why are we even doing this? I was like, just let it happen. So my graduation was supposed to be on May 8th, um, and obviously that did not happen. My school at first was like, oh, we're going to do like a virtual commencement, you know, like a lot of other schools are doing. And one of the girls from my grade um, created a petition and was like, we don't want a virtual graduation, so just postpone it. And they actually did. So it's being postponed until the fall. So wow. We'll a, yeah, we'll get an actual ceremony, which is cool. Because I, I was like, for me especially, I was like, I'm a first-generation grad and like – this is like a big deal for me. I was like, I want to be able to like actually celebrate it because it's weird. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of other grads feel this way too, but it doesn't even feel any different because we didn't have that like closure for the school year. Like, I'm just like, well, I don't have any schoolwork to do, but everything else is the same. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. I, uh, I have a little sister. She, um, is graduating and it kind of like everything with the coronavirus like clouded my memory from remembering that she was graduating. So I completely forgot. And I was like, so you excited for your last year of high school? And she was like, what? She's like, Maggie, I graduate this year. And I was like, oh my God, what are they doing? They're doing a virtual graduation. I think that's kind of weird. I understand that they want to still do graduation, but I think 
what your school did, whoever started that petition, bravo, because they absolutely should postpone it or maybe do a virtual graduation now and then do a, a you know, a in-person ceremony when we can be in person. That's what my school is currently doing. I have virtual graduation on the 29th. So um, they're already asking for like video slides, photos. It's like, I'm still in college doing assignments for them that I got turned in by a certain due date, but um, pretty much they are doing uh, a virtual graduation, which is the legitimate one on the 29th at 10 AM. And then they're going to have, they haven't, they barely mentioned it cause I don't think they planned it out enough, but they're going to do like later ceremonies for your department, like later in the summer. And I, I understand that. And I see what they're going for. Cause it's like, you do want to have that in-person type of thing, but it's not technically going to be your graduation. Um, and to me, it's kind of like at that point, I would hope my job search is so in so deep that it's like, I don't think I should be going back to what I was doing when I was in college and like preparing for ceremonies, stuff like that when they're already doing this. And I, I definitely understand it, but uh, I, you know, I appreciate the effort, but I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't know how to go about planning this either. So definitely kudos to all these colleges that are, you know, making it work somehow, some way. Something that I was leading into with graduates who are um, college graduates, you know, there's a lot of job searching going on and economy and, and changes in the economy. So I kind of want to throw this over to Teddy because I know Teddy right now, you know, you finished school, you made your portfolio, you've been job searching. So why don't you kind of talk about that for you? I'm out of college. I've been out of college for a while. I'm doing the thing that I love the most and the most passionate, which is, you know, trying to save lives every day, you know, uh, operating this organization. Uh, so I'm kind of out of that category of searching for a job. So Teddy, why don't you talk about, you know, what that is like and what your fears might be, or maybe you don't have many fears. Maybe it's excitement. I don't know. What, what's going through your head right now? I don't know. I feel like it's uh it's just stressful because, you know, a lot less places are hiring and that's something that is just annoying. Like I, I look every day just to see like what's new and if there's anything that really sparks my interest and the things like that. But it's like there, there's a lot less job updates than I was expecting, but I, obviously it's because of like the virus and everything. So I, I think it's just a little more annoying than anything. I'm like, I just want to like, <laughs> I just want to find a job. Like that's my biggest thing. So I don't know. I, I mean, Eric, I don't know how you feel about it. Cause I like, you know, we discussed, you just graduated as well, but yeah. I just feel like it's kind of annoying just to have that waiting period. And it's it definitely is annoying because right. I remember during college, like, you know, everybody kind of tells you to do the thing where you're like, you know, have a job set up by the time you graduate. And that's kind of like a whole dream that you have, but there's a lot of people that don't have that as well. And now, now that we're in this global pandemic, that's going to be a lot of people. A lot of people are getting fired and it's like, it is kind of annoying because now you get emails back that say we're canceling this job search for right now until further notice. You know, luckily if I am searching for a job, it's kind of something like this where it's like, it could be remote. And so it may, maybe that does benefit in my favor, but you definitely want to have that, you know, in-person type thing. You want to go back to doing like an interview and then like, you know, preparing for that and then showing them like who you really are as opposed to, you know, showing that over Zoom. I feel like it's totally different. You know, it, de it definitely is nerve wracking because right now I'm focused on graduation and last week was like my last week of assignments, submitting papers and everything like that. And that's something to get excited for, but this is now you're kind of facing reality. Like I just started working again at the job I've been working at for the past couple of years over the summers and winter breaks. And now it's like, this is going to be the full-time thing until I get another full-time actual job. So it's still kind of hitting me right now. And I don't know, transitioning is just going to be a little weird for me. That's all. 
going into something else with college students and plans and, and all that fun stuff, uh, let's talk about college students and the plan for the next school year. So what are some of the thoughts that are going through your head for the plans for next year, especially with everything going on? A lot of these people aren't going to be able to go to school still probably into the fall. And we're going to get into that into the second segment, but a lot of college students who probably like are want to go to the university of texas or or penn state for the first time move away from your house for the first time be independent and that's not going to happen like first year and you're going to lose that year and i'm and you're probably not going to get it back so that's definitely going to be very weird i don't know how colleges are going to plan for that but i'm sure something is in place right now or they're getting ready for it right no i kind of was thinking the same thing like i feel bad saying it but i'm like thank god i graduated like when i did because it's just such a mess like i don't know what my school is planning to do for next semester but I know like a lot of schools have already decided they're going to be completely virtual for the fall. And that does suck for people like Eric said, who, you know, are like looking forward to like being out on their own for the first time and like moving away and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, just kidding. Like you have to wait until who knows when to actually do that. So I like feel bad for a lot of these kids going into school. For me personally reflecting, I know this time has also taught me to love the outdoors and go outside and be creative and, uh, you know, start little side hustles or whatever you can do. So for students who, you know, if you can't attend your classes next year, I feel for you. I know that's going to be hard. You're going to want to go out. You're going to want to have fun with your friends. You're going to want to be in large groups of people, especially as a first year college student. But take this as an opportunity to expand on your own creativity and experience things outside of your normal element. Uh, I was once told boredom creates some of the most, um, incredible changes in your life and it is true because being bored you're either going to go sleep because you're bored or you're going to do something so i really encourage you guys to do something i have a question for teddy and eric um is going back to school and maybe using this opportunity um to get a graduate's degree something you guys have thought about because i know i mean if you most a lot of graduate degrees are done online so i feel like you know, being a little unsure about how jobs will be getting obtained in the future. I wonder if has, has this ever crossed your mind? Is this something you guys have thought about? I've thought about going to grad school. For me, I just, one, I don't feel like I necessarily need to. So that's a big factor for me where I'm like, eh, if I wanted to like maybe do something different down the road, maybe I'd be one of those people who has like 800 bachelor's degrees or something. But um for me, it's mostly money oriented, which I know is the case for a lot of students because like I already have $10,000 in debt just for my undergrad. And I'm like, grad school's just, you know, adding more on top of that. So, I mean, I'm not entirely opposed to it, but right now I don't see me like myself doing it. Yeah. Money's a big thing for sure. Awesome stuff, um, guys. Thank you for sharing that. You know, there's a lot of concerns right now. People are very stressed, especially young people who are transitioning out of college and into what would be considered their, uh, their now official adult years, hashtag adulting. But uh, we're going to continue to talk a little bit more about this. So to help us talk more about the realities of what undergrad and postgrad college students are dealing with and their current state of mental health uh, is actually our podcast crew. So again, we have Teddy, Eric, and Ricky. Stay tuned. Hey, 
right, guys. So first off, you know, I realized I forgot to say something to uh, to Eric and Teddy, which was congratulations. Thank so, you. Thank you. Know, you're welcome. So for anybody who's just tuning in or for anybody who skipped around a bit, I see you. Uh, Eric and Teddy just graduated college. There's a lot of changes happening, a lot of new things for their life, and a lot of fear, a lot of stress. And I'm sure there's some hurdles in their mental health. So we're going to talk about uh, mental health and college grads and post-grads. This topic was mentioned by both Ricky and Tristan. Tristan's in PR with us. Uh, since quarantine, college students have been able to focus their energy and create a schedule around their online classes. But with finals ending, the question college students are asking is what now? So what now? That's always the question. Um, Tristan had actually sent this in to us at podcastingandreborn.social. If you guys ever have suggestions for us, whether it's questions you'd like to be answered on the show, uh, on the podcast, or whether it is certain topics you'd like us to talk about, this was a big one that um, was very popular right now because a lot of young people are going through it. So again, if you have anything you'd like to contribute to the show, send it to us at podcastingandreborn.social. So let's dive in a little bit. So what's next? What is the what for you guys? Eric, Teddy, talk to us. So I put that in parentheses. I said, that's the worst question to ever ask a post-grad. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with COVID-19, anything with the coronavirus, it's still one of the worst questions ever, especially from family members. It's like, what are you doing now? What are you going to do in the next couple of months? It's like, let me figure this out. And that's why it's kind of like, this is a good part for our second segment because it's like, that could take a toll on your mental health too, because you're already going through that in college. And we'll talk about that as well. But afterwards, it could get worse or maybe even be the same. Uh, depend, you know, everyone goes through everything differently. You're trying to figure out this life thing and people kind of want you to have it figured out beforehand. And it's like, we're all got different journeys. There's no way we can be the same. Teddy, what do you think about that? I mean, I agree. It is definitely something that I feel like I'm just so numb to now. Cause like you said, even when you're in school, people are asking, Oh, what are you going to do next? Like, what's up? What's what you going to do after graduation? And I'm like, I don't know. So for like, as for what next, I feel like it really is all dependent on all the businesses that are going to be hiring people or not, you know, it's very up in the air, which I feel like, you know, a lot of graduates feel like in general, but now with the coronavirus happening and all the quarantining and restrictions are still on that. It's so much more difficult because a lot of places don't offer remote work or offer remote work temporarily. And it's like, sometimes, you know, you find a job that you'd have to relocate for and you can't do that. So you'd want to remote work remotely, that kind of thing. So I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot in general. I actually would love to share a couple things with you guys. Um, when it comes to statistics, there's some statistics that are rolling around right now. Um, one of them was actually from, uh, a, a site called Inside Higher Education. And there was a study that was done as of April 29th, 2020. So just, you know, not too long ago. And it reported that after a few surveys, um, colleges could lose up to 20% of their students due to the coronavirus. Um, and they talked about how 10% of college-bound seniors who had planned to enroll at a four-year college before the coronavirus have already made alternative plans. 14% of college students said that they were unlikely to return to their current college or university in the fall, or it was too soon to tell. Exactly three weeks later in mid-April, that figure actually went up by 26%. Wow. Not only that, but gap years may be gaining in popularity. While hard to track, there are estimates that 3% of freshmen take a gap year. Since the pandemic, internet searches for gap years have skyrocketed. 
And lastly, college students do not like the online education that they have been receiving. To finish their degrees, 85% wanna go back to a campus, but 15% wanna finish online. And those are directly um, coordinated with the coronavirus. But in general, I will tell you mental health and college students, they go hand in hand. It's a constant conversation that we are having at Reborn, especially with young people. Um, I'll tell you a few statistics on that one. Anxiety is actually the top presenting concern among college students, and that is at over 50%, followed by depression, which is over 46.4%, and relationship problems, which is at 35.8%. On average, 24.5% of clients were taking psychotropic medications. However, 19% of directors report the availability of psychiatric services on their campus is inadequate, and that's specifically for college campuses. Uh, directors report that 21% of counseling center students presented themselves with a severe mental health concern, while another 40% uh, present with mild mental health concerns. And this actually was a study that was done by the American Psychological Association. So when it comes to college students, anxiety, depression, um, as well as addiction is very high. Alcoholism, drug use, uh, these all skyrocket, especially for first time college students. Um, you know, they're getting into a new atmosphere. They wanna go out, they wanna party, they wanna have fun, they wanna stay up all night. They want to do these things that they've never done before in some cases. It's new territory for many young students. So when it comes to young people, they're not going to get that college experience, which actually might be a good thing. That could save lives. Uh, them not being able to go out and uh, party till the, the next day. But at the same time, you know, I read you a lot of statistics. I threw a lot at you guys just now. But with college students not having the opportunity to return back to school. I can't stress this enough for anybody who is at home or who decides not to go to grad school, not to go back to college. This is your time to reinvent yourself. You know, somebody mentioned earlier, I think I wanna say it was Teddy, but somebody mentioned earlier the fact that it really all depends on who's hiring. If nobody is hiring, this is your opportunity to actually be the one who hires. So um, it's something I really would recommend. You might be sitting there like, well, I don't know what I could offer. I'll tell you right now, do you have a talent? I don't think I have a talent. Yes, you do. There's a talent inside of you, even if it's coaching people, talking to people, drawing a picture. There are things that you can do out there that can help somebody. It's all about filling the need. And uh, also, we're always looking for volunteers and interns. So in the meantime, if you want to join our team, definitely can email us at uh, info at reborn.social. But seriously, college students, I get it. You're being affected by this more than ever before. This is also a defining more mo moment for your life. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot at stake. Maybe that's stressing you guys out, but that's just that's my opinion there. So I'd love to hear again from from Eric and and Teddy and Ricky. We haven't heard from you in a little bit. Yeah, I was actually just gonna say um, the statistic you mentioned about a lot of college students looking to take a gap year was very interesting to me. I know that me personally, it took me a little bit longer to graduate college. I think it took me close to six or seven years and for, and it was mostly due to my mental health and how I was reacting to college. I wasn't sure if I was in the right field. I wasn't sure if I was doing enough. And like, that was something I really, really thought about or just stopping for a little bit, kind of hitting a reset button. So I found it very interesting that um, a lot of students are thinking about doing that currently. 
Um, but everybody I talked to told me that if I did that, um, it was definitely something I wasn't going to come back. A lot of the kids who take the gap year and decide to hit that reset button don't come back to college. Now, granted, I was in video production, so it may have been a little easier for me personally not to come back to college because I could have went out and started working a little more um, and doing things in that field, which, you know, personally, if you're in that field, you don't necessarily need college. I mean, obviously a degree looks good and, and is important, but you know, at the same time, it's not something that is fully required, but um, now might not be a good time to, you know, take a gap year because learning online, like Eric said earlier, going to graduate school and, you know, he's in podcasting. That's something he's studying in college. It might be better to just learn something. That's kind of what I'm getting at there. I'm kind of going all over the place here. Gap years need to be something that people should definitely consider and they shouldn't really listen to a lot of people. I mean, depending on your situation, if you are that person, has that personality where you're like, I'm definitely not going to go back if I stop right now. Like I'm going to continue working yeah. at the job I found and just keep doing that. And like me applying to this college is, is maybe it's going to take too much of my time and you're just going to forget about it if you wait too long. But if you are somebody that hasn't doesn't have it figured out that much yet. You don't know what you want to do. I suggest not doing it, not going to college like headfirst just yet. I mean, for me, if it, if I went in a different path, I think a gap year probably would have been a, really great for me. And I thought I was a hundred percent ready heading into college. And I don't think you guys know this, but um, I played a lot of sports in high school and I thought I wanted to like keep that like, you know, maybe in my field that I wanted to do as a job and be an athletic trainer. I was always around trainers all the time. Like, I want to be that person. That's really cool. You go in and it was a little tough for me. And then I get, and it affected my mental health. I was actually very depressed. I told people they started to take notice and then I found something I liked and I sat down and, uh, and I started, I realized I'm like, wait, I'm doing like this podcast thing on the side. What if I could do this as like, as an actual like profession. And now I'm like more than happy doing this. I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I didn't do that. So it's like, I'm lucky enough to figure that out later on and not everyone's going to have that pathway, but it's like, imagine if I had that figured out from day one, maybe who knows what I would have known until this day, because me doing athletic training. Now that's kind of down the drain. That was two years of college that I paid for. And I did that. And I took a lot and I learned a lot from it, but it's like, now that I found something I want to do, what, how much knowledge would I have had from the beginning? And maybe, you know, people with a gap year, if they actually have that time to figure that out and be like, this is a hundred percent what I want to do. I sat down, talked to my family, figure that out. I don't know. It should definitely be more normalized than it is now. Right. Well, that brings me to a couple different things because I did see a post uh, probably on Facebook or something. And it was someone had graffitied that it said something along the lines of we shouldn't return to normal because normal wasn't working. And I'm like, you know, that's true. I like that because a lot of these things, you know, we see a lot of businesses collapsing and a lot of people, you know, having to leave college and stuff like that because of financial stress. And so I agree with that in part, but I thought this was a good time to kind of like interject my personal story a little bit. So basically, I graduated high school in 2012, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, well, I don't like school, so I don't want to do that right now. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. So what I did was, instead of just like, you know, getting some retail job, because I hate retail, I decided to learn a trade. So I went to cosmetology school for a year and got my New Jersey license. And then I worked in a salon for like about three and a half years. And that's when I was like, okay, now I, I feel like I can actually handle school and I want to go to school. So that's when I applied to that. So I, I think, you know, a lot of people think there's only one way to 
go to college or go through school when there's not like it was a really hard decision to make honestly because all of my friends were leaving and going to school and whatnot yeah um but for me i was just like i didn't know what i wanted to do and i don't you know i didn't even know if i could pick something that i wanted to deal with for the rest of my life so it's good to have like different plans as well you know you don't have to just either be i'm going to school for something that i don't know what i want blah blah blah. or you know the the only other option is not just oh well i guess i'm gonna stay home and do nothing like there are options so it's just really a matter of your own personal journey and interests and stuff that also reminds me there's a lot of people out there that you know there's a stigma on this where it's like if you go to community college or you have alternate plans it's like maybe that's not the right thing to do you should probably get into a four-year college right away and you'll be good from there. But it's like, you know, I've heard stories from other people where they're, you know, they found their footing at community college or whatever they wanted to do to start. And then after that, it, it kind of went well from there. So for example, my girlfriend went to Brookdale Community College and then went to Ryder afterwards. Ended up hating Ryder, but still graduated. And then she ended up liking Brookdale like 10 times more. And who knows what that, would ex- that experience would have been if she went to Ryder all four years. So it's kind of like you save that money and you, you still end up getting that piece of paper that jobs want you to have, even though you took a different route. And it's like, I think stigma should be a little different there for sure. I was one of those people. Luckily, I went to a school that is considered to be the cheapest in New Jersey. So it's like, maybe it didn't hit me, you know, that hard. But, you know, there's people out there that are, you know, moving to a different state and don't have the money to do that. And it's just because there's that stigma in high school where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to university here, university there. And it's like, you feel obligated to do that. And I don't think that's that should be the case. Yeah, I definitely agree. Wow, guys, that was really, really awesome. You know, a lot of cool perspectives there. I actually am also additionally curious about how not only your semester being online affected your day-to-day life, but I'm curious, how did being virtual in general affect your day-to-day life? Right. For me, I... I'm very lucky. Like my school is first of all, very structured in a specific way. So my final, like most people, if they are able to do like the general structure, our final semester is um, just two classes, which is our co-op and capstone classes. And that's it. So in that regard, I'm very lucky um, because that was the only two classes that I've had, but also, you know, um, since my junior year so you know like a year and a half now I've been doing classes solely online and my our max credit is 19 I think and I was taking like 19 credits worth of classes online and it's so odd that a lot of people are having a lot of issue with these classes now because you know if you're taking it in person they're making you, you know, go online and participate that way. But it's so weird because a lot of online classes, you're, you don't have any like video contact with your professors or anything unless you need it. And so for me, I was like used to that, like not having to kind of hop on a call at a certain time or anything. I was just kind of like all on my own. So I was really lucky in that regard. Like this semester was really easy for me and I'm very thankful for that. But, it, you know, it's because one, my school is really structured and two, I was already taking a bunch of credits beforehand online. So it kind of didn't change too much for me. Yeah. Um, I actually have somebody who I know whose son spent three hours doing his final exam. Hit the submit button. It didn't submit. Awful. My worst nightmare. Mind. Worst nightmare. I would lose it. So horrible that like I, I, 
guys, record your screens. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to help you get back to that. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, I would know, like to, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Ricky. I, I was just going to say, I would like to add some reassurance to any like college student who was kind of blindsided. I mean, I guess everybody was blindsided, but I know I, my girlfriend's a teacher, so I know she was a little blindsided by this whole having to teach at home thing. Um, and if you had a bad experience with online classes, I'm sure it was just due to the, the, the kind of like out of nowhere online classes that you now had to take. So if you were worried about that in the upcoming year, I would imagine that this upcoming year will probably be a little easier. Teachers will have a little bit more time to prepare for the online experience. And I'm a hundred percent positive that it will make, you know, your experience much better coming up because they, this summer will be a nice break for all the teachers and all the professors to be able to kind of reevaluate what they did and where they could go. So I would like to add a little, uh, positivity to online classes and saying that it will get better. I can't imagine it will get worse. Yeah, no, I, I personally agree with that. I hope that for those who are listening that did help you guys, I will tell you that for online learning, it's very interesting because there were a lot of professors that weren't prepared for that at all. They would never have imagined to have to put their class online and online learning has been around for, you know, a good amount of years now. It's a great tool for anybody who's trying to live their day to day and have a flexible schedule, but you do miss out on a lot of opportunities like sitting down with your professor in person and being able to just go through things together or being able to have, a specific way of learning um, and a specific schedule or specific um, curriculum catered to, towards your learning capabilities. Um, everybody learns differently. And I think that that might have been something that also affected a lot of young people, especially for those suffering with ADHD um, or anything like that. You know, it's hard to stay focused on a virtual call. And when a teacher can't pass around you know, a blow up uh, beach ball to get the class focused and looking around the room, they're having to rely only on Zoom or on other video calls and it's hard. So I feel for all those teachers, I feel for your girlfriend, Ricky, who probably was trying to really navigate herself, but in a way also blindly through everything that's going on. So I definitely agree. I want to emphasize on that, guys. Come September, things are going to be a little bit different. We don't really know what's going to happen. That's just the truth. We don't know. But if things go in the way that people think right now and people are still online learning or have the opportunity to online learn, I have a feeling a lot more people are going to choose it um, than you think just because of fear. I don't think it's actually going to be because of want or desire. I think it's going to be because of fear. But I agree with you, Ricky. Things are going to get better as people get used to things and get better and have more time to prepare. But so my experience in college was interesting. You know, I did have that time where I was like testing out the waters of certain things and uh, every now and then going out and having some fun with friends. But I was one of those weird kids who kind of prioritized my schoolwork um, over going out. Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. I actually, believe it or not, was on the opposite kind of spectrum, Maggie. I kind of went out and probably partied a little too much. And that's probably, uh, probably what built up the depression and anxiety that I had in school. I don't think personally, looking back on it, I wasn't doing enough in school 
to, you know, feel comfortable with what I was doing. I luckily, um, close to my senior year, I actually had like two different senior years. Um, I took an internship and, you know, I found somebody who I consider a mentor and a friend now who was able to, you know, someone to talk to, someone who's been out of college for a long time and kind of guide me in the direction that I wanted to go. And that's probably my biggest advice for anybody who's in college, who is dealing with any sort of anxiety or depression, find somebody who can be a mentor to you and guide you through it because it's not easy and it's, it's definitely something that is going to cause a lot of stress. I can imagine now even more than ever. I don't know what I would have done right now if I was still in school and getting out. Um, but I do know that my, my mentor now, if he was there for me, everything would be just fine. So that's my biggest advice, I guess, is find somebody to help guide you because I was going down a not so great path. I partied too much. I was out and not so much doing my work. And thankfully I had somebody to kind of talk through and kind of guide me in the right direction. That was the main reason why I graduated when I did was because of him. I wanted to take a break. I did not want to go back to school and I was able to talk to him and he was able to say, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but look, here's the reality of it. And that really, really helped. So when it comes to students, it's so important to focus on your mental health. In 2016, nearly two-thirds of college students reported overwhelming anxiety, up from 50% just five years earlier. So anxiety, stress, it's a big thing. Guys, there are ways that you can handle that. And mentorship and accountability partners are two ways. If you're the type of person who needs somebody to kind of push you a little bit, those mentors, those accountability partners will help you. All right, guys. So guess what time it is? It is time to cool down and recap everything that we mentioned in this episode. Uh, we want to give our thoughts and we want to take it from a jog down to a walk. So stay tuned. So I want to know what you guys thought of the conversation today. Like personally, I mean, um, advice I would give to younger college students would just kind of be to really get involved on campus because, you know, it is really important. That's where I met a lot, a lot, a lot of my support system and a lot of my really close friends. And so I think, you know, it's something that people aren't sure if it's going to look cool if they get involved in clubs that they like, but it's definitely worth it. Um, I do think that you should really take in a personal check of your mental health. Like I said, with my own story, I took off way more than I could chew, you know, and it ended up turning into something really severe. And so I think just having that check of being like, how am I feeling? How's all this going? That kind of thing really helps out. So what, what do you guys think? I think my best advice would probably be to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. And if you're a creator, create. One thing I didn't do a lot of um, was create things as a video production major. And I really regret it now. So if you're in podcasting, start a podcast with some friends. If you're in video production, make short movies. If you're an artist, draw and create. That's the best advice I can give. I feel the most alive, I guess you can say, when I'm doing something like that. I would say, and this is going to come out to seem very deep-minded, and that's a good thing. 
if you feel like you've lost everything right now, and you might have, you might have lost everything, then there's nothing else to lose. Don't be afraid to jump in. Don't be afraid to get started. A quote I saw floating around on social media today said, uh, and suddenly you know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginnings. Right now, it may feel like the end, but there's a lot of beginnings that are just getting started. Cool. So what is going on at Reborn? So there's a lot going on at Reborn, like usual. We also are launching a super awesome social media challenge. It's called Core Routine. So it's 35 days. Sounds like a long time, I know, but it's really not. It'll go by real fast. Every day you have a little something to do and you post it online and you tag hashtag Core Routine. There's more detail coming out for that, so stay tuned. We're going to be launching that next week. We are so excited. You'll see videos uploaded on our Instagram TV daily that talk about that challenge and how to participate. We also will be putting out a 35 day calendar that goes over all the different little things that you can do every day. And they're not extensive. No, you don't have to spend money. No, you don't have to go out of your house. So it is just an awesome challenge to do while we are still, especially in New Jersey, stuck home and bored. Uh, also, we are launching a few new videos on Reborn TV. And we are excited to bring more entertaining videos to you guys as well. If you have any ideas ever, don't be afraid to email Joseph, spelled J-O-S-E, so Joseph, at reborn.social. He is our cinematographer. He is amazing, and he would love to hear from you. If you're struggling, you can talk to someone, and if you can't bring yourself to open up to someone, there's always help available, and it's only one phone call away. If you're having any suicidal thoughts and don't have a place to turn to, there's a suicide prevention hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. And if you know someone who's struggling, don't ignore it. Just instead guide them in the right direction and lead them to a path of a long, happy, healthy life. And text HOME to 741-741 if you don't feel comfortable talking on the phone. Now be sure to send your questions over to podcasting at reborn.social. If you'd like us to answer any questions, maybe you have some ideas for some topics you'd like us to talk about. Maybe you just want to tell us some nice kind words about our podcast, whatever it might be. Send everything to podcasting at reborn.social. New episodes release every Friday morning. So start your weekend right with reborn social and follow the show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a rating and review and tell your friends. And don't forget, we've already mentioned Facebook. We're just Reborn on Facebook. But follow us on Twitter at Reborn underscore social and Instagram at Reborn dot social for more content. See you guys next week. See you next week.